You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Bro. Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline back talking more NXT on the WWE Network. Uh, Jacqueline, we missed a week last week due to illness. So, yes. uh, therefore, we will briefly talk about the events of uh, the shows that we missed before getting on to this week's show. But before we do that real quick, uh, there is some news. There is NXT-related news ish. Uh, no, no, this isn't uh, even ish. This is definitely NXT-related news. You may have even seen it. They announced the date of the next TakeOver. Oh, yes. So, this is news, though, in, in a lot of ways. Because this was originally... It's not... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, this was originally going to take place in San Jose, California, which is okay. the location of the first quasi- takeover event okay. it, it was not televised uh they did okay. it the they did it the weekend of wrestlemania 30 i want to say okay something like that 30 or it was something like that uh and they it was not televised but they did like a, a really big house and the crowd was crazy it, it was a show that they did not in florida Okay. And Vince McMahon was at this show and he was, you know, I guess the idea is that he gave Triple H the go ahead to start doing stuff outside More? of, yeah, outside of Florida. Uh, so this show was originally going to take place in San Jose as sort of like a commemorative, like a commemorative thing of like, this is where takeovers kind of really started. Uh, they were going to do it in That's the same, cool. yeah, they were going to do it in the same building and everything. Uh, but then there was some weird scheduling issues, and they're doing another Saudi Arabia show, so hooray for that. Gross! Yeah, very oh, gross. Uh, so the show <sighs> got moved, and okay. it is now taking place on Saturday, June the 1st, in, mm-hmm. of all places, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Isn't that where WWE is based out of? Yeah, well, WWE is based out of Connecticut uh, in Stanford. I think it's in... Oh, well, small state. They're next door. Yeah, anyway. they're they, yeah, they're probably within five minutes of each other. It's not a big state. Uh, oh, no. Does that mean everyone's getting called up to the main roster? But, well, I mean, said, all, does that mean everyone, they're all, they're all going to be? They could join by osmosis by being so dangerously close to headquarters. I know. They're all going to be right there. Um, so, because you'll notice a theme for most TakeOver events, it's TakeOver... <laughs> city name yeah but with the, with the rare exception they have had like takeover war games 
where the right. where the theme of the show is taking precedence over the city that they're in. But that's fair. This is the first time that they have done a takeover since they've done a full sale event. Uh, since they've done a full sale takeover show, this is the first time since then where they have not named the takeover after the city, probably because it's Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, so this show is called Takeover Twenty Five because it is, in fact, huh. the twenty fifth takeover event. Well, that's like a big deal. Yeah, and this is also the first takeover event in the United States that is not tied uh, to a yeah. WWE pay per view. Uh, they which did is awesome. They did the takeover in London, which was not tied to any WWE event. Right, right. Uh, it was tied to a tour, a WWE tour, I think, of the UK, but it was not tied to a pay per view or anything like that. Uh, hmm. So this is the first time they've done that in the United States. So it's pretty cool. And I was just thinking, if you call it Takeover Bridgeport, that sounds super British. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of boring, like. Yeah, I feel like Bridgeport. I feel like anybody could take over Bridgeport. Like yep. Jacqueline, you and I could take over Bridgeport. I uh, did it last weekend. Yeah, it's not it's not <laughs> a difficult thing to do. So no, it's yeah, not, maybe not may, a hard task. Maybe that's why they're not calling it that. It just doesn't sound impressive. Taking yeah. over New York, that's impressive. Bridgeport, yeah, you know, yeah. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there is, there is one piece of non WWE news that I am excited about, and that's going to be uh, tomorrow. There's going to be a, a little bit of uh, wrestling history made, uh, even though it's not like people are promoting this ahead of time because it's not how this works. But uh, Warner Warner Media is doing their up uh, their upfronts for the fall schedule. Uh, oh. At which point they will announce that All Elite Wrestling will be airing on TNT in the fall, which is where WCW used to run against WWE from uh, back in the, the 90s when they collided with each other. Although I don't think AEW show will be on Monday nights. Uh, no. So they won't be in direct competition with one another. But I am excited. Uh, I am ordering the Double or Nothing pay-per-view on the 26th. I'm going to get that. Uh, and watch that. And I am going to be excited to see how their show does. I haven't watched, uh, I haven't regularly watched pro wrestling on television in years. So, right. uh, NXT kind of counts cause I do watch it on my television, but not on like cable. Uh, yeah, it's not on cable, is it? No, it is not. Uh, I think in some places, maybe in, in other countries it might air on their actual television, but uh, in, at least in the United States and Canada and stuff, it's only on the WWE Network and, and Hulu. But it may right. actually be exclusive to the network. The network's in most countries now, but... Probably. Uh, so, yeah, that is non-WWE news, but I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah. There hasn't been a competition for WWE on this level since 2001. Uh, yeah. So they deserve it. It's been a long time. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do. So serious question, though: mm. How long do you think before they try and buy, WWE tries and buys them out? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be for sale for a while. Is my feeling? No, but I agree with that, and I don't think they will. But I feel like WWE's going to try. They, I mean, they're already seemingly try. very concerned about. I mean, there's already a talent war going on. 
WWE trying to sign people, AEW signing people, uh, WWE trying to offer people who are unhappy double their salary uh, to re-sign or extend. Uh, Apparently that's for teams like the Revival who wanted to leave uh, and they offered them double their contract to stay and they still don't want to stay. Uh, which is crazy, but it's telling it's not about the money, everybody, for some people. Uh, you could have a, a job that's willing to pay you all the money in the world, but if you're unhappy at that job, sometimes the money is just not worth it. It's true. Yeah. Money is not worth your happiness. So uh, let's talk about the shows that we missed. Not a whole lot happened. On NXT UK, on the show that we missed, it was the end of the WrestleMania Access shows, so that was nice. But basically, only two things of note happened on that show. They uh, had a hype video uh, touting the debut of a new wrestler, Ilya Dragunov, which is a Russian wrestler. Hmm. Uh, he is he's pretty good. He's one of these guys that WWE s- snatched up as soon as he got some buzz around his name. Um, Mm -hmm. he's pretty good. He wrestled mostly with WXW, which was a German company. That's where, uh, Walter came from and, uh, Marcel Bartel, uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, several other guys that they have signed. So he's coming in. Uh, and speaking of Walter, he was the, in the main event of that show. Uh, he had a 12 minute match with Jordan Devlin, which was pretty good. Uh, and Walter killed him at the end. So good. Yeah, that was an okay show. Uh, the NXT episode that we missed. Yeah. I feel like there's only, I mean, well, number one there, I'm not going to, I don't want to go through everything that happened on it, but forgotten sons did beat Oni Lorcan, and Danny Burch and Umberto Carrillo, which must've devastated you to hear this, but I watched it. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. not happy. Uh, there's only real there's, to me. There's only really two things of note on this show. Uh, yeah, one, that's fair. Uh, look, I don't know how you felt about this, but they had a Velveteen Dream segment on this show that I thought was really, really not good. <laughs> uh, do you know what I'm talking about here? We're so Dream. That, that's when he came out against Dijakovic. Yeah, and sings the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, but it was with Velveteen Dream lyrics. Yeah, it was an interesting choice. <laughs> it certainly was. I I don't know if this worked for anybody. Did it work for you at all? I just I was cringing the whole time like it didn't it didn't I don't feel know. like Oh, go ahead. It, it didn't feel like Velveteen Dream, like it felt weird for his character. Yes. Um okay. and, and, but I I'll, I will say this kudos to him for doing something clearly outside of his comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Singing. Yeah. Not in his comfort zone. No. I mean, if anything, like, I will give him the credit for going out and trying something that's a little different. But I thought this kind of damaged his character a little bit. He seemed a little less cool doing this. See, to me... It didn't get to that level. It was Mm. more just like, "Mm, this isn't great. But his charisma and his confidence carries him through so well that I'm like, oh, yeah, I buy that he thinks he's good at this. Yeah. It, uh, and it used one of my, 
it used one of my least favorite words ever, which is derriere. Uh, Vince McMahon loves to say derriere. Like, I don't know if he thinks it's funny because it's a fancy word for butt. Uh, I don't know what it is, but he loves to say it, and I've grown to hate it over the years. So whenever I see the word derriere pop up in something, as it did in this <laughs> Velveteen Dream song, I just... I. I did that. I did that thing where I didn't want to look at the screen. Like I can't watch people fail at something. I I have a hard time yeah. watching it. I want to look away. I want to look at my phone. I want to do anything but look at it. Uh, and <laughs> I found myself. I found myself doing that a lot during this. I'm like, oh no, oh yes. no, what is? Oh no, yeah. Very wince wince worthy. Like you oh wince. yes. Uh, the other thing of importance that happened on that show was. Uh, Kushida debuted against Cassius Ono and did not have the kind of match I thought, which leads me to now believe, look, I'm not fully on the, I'm not in the same Cassius Ono boat that you're in. Uh, I hate him. Where you really don't like him. But His matches are so boring. I've now retired from the, he's amazing in the ring. I feel like he's now hit a stage in his uh, yeah. career where he just doesn't have what he used to have. Uh, it's, doesn't. Not that, it's not that his match with Kushida was bad, but to better, show, to better showcase Kushida, this wasn't. It should have been a someone... Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't an even playing field. Like, Akash is and nothing against him, because I, I give him credit for what he's done and what he still can do, but he just doesn't have the um the physicality anymore to really yeah he had one great looking elbow that looked yeah that was about it that looked awesome uh but that was kind of it like kushida looked pretty good in there but he could have looked a lot better i think i think he would have uh to be honest i'm and, and i know you're not a big fan of putting umberto carrillo in spots where he would lose but i think like highlighting Kushida in a match with somebody like Carrillo who would wrestle way more of Kushida's style style I mean Kushida's not really a high flyer but he's more of a flashy technician uh I can see what you're saying there yeah and I think they would meld much better together (sighs) that would be awesome yeah maybe next time uh okay so NXT UK proper for this week uh, let's, I want to run down what happened, uh, there real quick. Uh, they announced that, uh, there's going to be a Walter Pete Dunn rematch for the NXT championship in two weeks on TV. Uh, huh. they're in Scotland, uh, for their shows now in Glasgow or Glasgow, Glasgow. Glasgow. Uh, and this crowd was slightly more into the show than the people at WrestleMania access were, uh, mustache mountain. Yeah. Mustache mountain, (laughs) uh, won a match against the hunt. By the way, uh, the hunt used to be the team of, (laughs) I'm sure you remember wild boar, Mike Hitchman, uh, and his artisan sandwich shop. Uh, they've now just gone back to calling him wild boar and, uh, his partner Primate also had like a Primate Bill Harris. I don't know what his name was, but it was something like that where now he's just a Primate. So Wild Boar is literally a boar in a human body and Primate is just some sort of weirdly evolved 
ape-like human figure. He just looks like a bald dude with a beard, but he's really got the mannerisms down, so good for him. Uh, okay. It's a weird combo. It's like a team straight out of, like, early 90s WWF, like where everything's a cartoon, but, yeah, they were fun. And they didn't win here. The uh, They they lost <laughs> the Mustache Mountain one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, uh... <laughs> They're working their way towards setting up a, a four-way match where the winner will get to face the winner of the Pete Dunn-Walter match. Uh, Joe, mm. Joe Coffey qualified for one of those spots. Not, not exciting. Yeah. He boring. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, main event was uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans retaining their tag team titles over the makeshift team of Kenny Williams and Noam Dar. Uh, I guess there was a a story earlier in the show where the Grizzled Young Veterans attacked Kenny Williams' uh, tag team partner uh, and oh, Amir so Jordan. Dar. Yeah, uh, so Noam Dar came back from injury himself to uh, to team up here, and it was a pretty good match. Well, that's good. That's what you want out of a main event. Mm-hmm. You want it to be pretty good, at least. And speaking of pretty good main events, let's talk about. NXT proper for this week, episode 505 on uh, the WWE Network. Uh, So, show starts with uh, Bianca Belair and Mia Yim, uh, and these two have kind of been going at it verbally uh, for like a week or so, and uh, now they they settle it in the ring. Yeah, Uh, they do. Yeah, so I thought this was... uh, I wouldn't say really good. I thought it was okay. I really like the end. Oh, I didn't. I thought I don't like cheaters. Well, I mean, look, no one likes a cheater, but if you're going to cheat creativity, cheat. like from a creativity yeah. standpoint, I like the creativity of, of the ending of this match. Uh, although funny. we can call into question uh, just how competent referee Jessica Carr is. Uh, yeah. I don't like that they make her look dumb. She looked really dumb here. So the uh, they have an okay back and forth match. It is nothing terribly exciting, but the end of the match uh, features uh, Bianca essentially sitting on Mia's chest right by the ropes and using her hands to hold down the ropes for some leverage. And the referee sees this and he's like, she says, you can't do this. No, no, no. And Mia takes like a distracted Bianca and tries to roll her up and she only gets it to uh, Bianca kicks out and finds herself back on top of Mia's chest in the same position they were just in. And instead of using her hands, uh, Bianca threads her gigantic braid through the ropes yep. and holds onto her braid instead of holding onto the ropes. Uh, and the referee counts three, how she didn't think to look to see if Bianca would be cheating yeah. again is beyond me. But if you forget about that detail, uh, kind of a creative way to 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 cheat and Bianca gets a win. So I guess she's back to being a, a bad guy character after being I'm, kind of a good guy a little bit. Which I'm fine with. I never really bought her as like a good guy. Yeah, she's not. She's not. She's be, kind of in the middle. Yeah, being a being a heel suits her better. Yeah, but. You know, you you could see her as somebody who's heelish, but could be cheerable under the right yes. circumstances. But people love her, and I think that's going to continue. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. 
Yeah. Um, I th- I like this match. It seems more than you did. I thought Mia Yim looked really good in this. Okay. Sometimes she comes off as like boring to me sometimes, and I think mm-hmm. I I think I've gotten over that with her. Um, and I thought they played off well um, off of each other. Okay. Uh, yeah. We go back to the performance center where Shayna Baszler is sparring with her horsewomen uh, sisters in arms. Uh, so, uh, well, she's sort of like supervising, right? Marina and Jessamine yeah, as they're yeah. sparring. Uh, but then, from off in the distance, Jacqueline. Out of nowhere. A hundred miles away, Io Shirai sprints through the performance center and a pull-apart brawl ensues. So Io Shirai, uh, not done with Shayna Baszler by a long shot. Nope. I'm uh, excited. I like this rivalry. Mm-hmm. I think it's smart. So, you must have been excited. Up next, you got to see Riddick Moss on NXT television. The Riddick Regimen. Uh, the guy that you disliked very much so on uh, the Florida House show that you went to. I hated him. He literally, like, whenever he's on the mic, it sounds like he's trying to, like, draw you into his pyramid scheme. (laughs) So, he wrestles uh, Raul Mendoza here. Who I love! Yeah, I like Mendoza as well. And, uh, as soon as I saw, because I I saw that you tweeted about Riddick Moss, like, way back when you went to the show, and I'm like, that sounds kind of dull. And when he came out here, it was everything that I had imagined in terms of dullness. Mm-hmm. So this was a very stereotypical uh, like workout body type character. That They've done this a lot in wrestling history. It hasn't been done very recently, but this is something that gets... Because it's bland! This is something <laughs> that gets done a lot. He's essentially like a personal trainer. His character is he's a personal trainer. Like he comes out with like all of this, he's got like a muscle massager or something, and yep, he's got steroid juice or something. I don't know what he's got. A uh, uh, he is Jacqueline Lane trying to sell me a yeah. juicer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's <laughs> he's that uh, he's that guy with the the ponytail on the gazelle trying to sell you. Yes, whatever his name is. Um, but that's that's exactly who he is to me. Like I was like, oh man, he wants me to sign up for his weight loss program. Yeah, and then I get ten of my friends, and I get a discount. Like this is where I think this is going. Yeah, um, and I'm sure Riddick Moss is probably a nice fellow, but I, I, don't hate. I hate to disparage, but he came out here, and this is all he had, and it's 2019, yes. and and this company with the depth of the roster that they have. I need to see something. And I did not yeah. see anything. And I'm sitting here watching this match. And mm-hmm. every time I found myself enjoying the match, it was because Raul Mendoza was on offense. And he looked so sharp and crisp. But I'm like, man, this Mendoza guy, he's pretty fun. Yes. And I'm all I could think of in the back of... All I could think of in the back of my head was, it's a shame he's going to lose to Riddick Moss here. But right. then the match kept going. And yes. lo and behold, uh, uh, well, there's a point where Riddick takes like a, a break to drink some of his energy shake or something or water. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he just needs to stay hydrated. Uh, mm-hmm. he offers Mendoza some water in a mocking fashion and Raul slaps the bottle away. Uh, yeah. and then he launched into a comeback, which concluded when, uh, 
Raul did a springboard twisting splash, and then he pinned Riddick Moss in an expectations subversion. I did not expect Raul Mendoza to win this match, and neither did the crowd. They were very happy. No one ever expects him to win, but, like, he's good. I'm like, oh, my God, maybe they're going to, like, finally, like, push him. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Because I've seen him live, too, and he what he does live is, like, not even half of what he does on TV. Yes. Um, so I'm so excited. I'm like, yeah, like, like maybe he could go against Kushida and they could have like a real match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, please. <laughs> that would be fun too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but this match made me so happy. Uh, like s- speaking of Kushida, they announced that he'll be back in action on the next episode. So yes, we'll see how, we'll see how his second outing goes, but probably uh, better than his first. It could. We shall see. Uh, Main event time, Adam Cole and Matt Riddle. And I thought this was a great match. It was. I'm surprised at how long it was for, like, a regular weekly show, but it was really good. And I even wrote down some thoughts. Oh, okay. By all means, go ahead. Okay. Ready? Yes. Matt Riddle looks like the real-life version of Disney's Tarzan. (laughs) Yeah, no I don't think I'm wrong there. on that one. No, I don't think you're wrong about that either. <laughs> also, I like that Matt Riddle doesn't have wet hair when he starts matches. Those are my two thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because it, I don't know why the, the wet look just bothers me. And I appreciate that he starts at least with dry hair. And you know it's sweat by the time he's done. It's like he's yeah. working for it. Yep. I just love Matt Riddle. He's he, fantastic. He works for that wet hair look. He is... Yeah, he's incredible. It every mm-hmm. time, uh, every time I see a match of his, it's it's weird. Like I don't get bored watching him. He could be doing anything in there, and I don't get bored watching him. He could be doing anything anywhere. Like that that photo shoot yeah. um, thing that they had. Oh my god, he's hilarious. I mean, I don't think I, I could have watched him. I don't think I could have watched him pose for like a half hour straight. But I, I could have totally watched him pose for a lot longer than they were showing. Like, I don't watch reality TV yeah. at all, but I feel like if a oh camera crew followed Matt Riddle around, yeah. I'd watch it every once in a while. For sure. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd probably be fascinating and probably fun and sweet, too. He seems like such a nice guy, but because uh, they, they did a lot of stuff here. They did a lot of Matt wrestling earlier on, yes. uh, and they did a lot of trading back and forth, uh, of <laughs> course. uh Undisputed Era eventually get involved in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, basically, uh, near the end here, Matt Riddle hits a, a bro to sleep on... Uh, all of his moves have bro in it. Uh, a, bro, <laughs> a bro to sleep on Adam Cole, followed by a powerbomb and a knee strike. Uh, normally, Riddle would pin somebody after that combo, but the the knee sent Cole spilling to the outside, at which point Roderick Strong ran down to help Adam Cole. Uh, but Riddle Ooh. gave Strong a kick from the apron. Uh, at this point, uh, Adam Cole goes back into the ring, and Matt Riddle does this like flip into the ring, like over the top rope. But Adam Cole catches him with a a super kick and almost uh, feels like he might have a victory here. But as he goes for the pin, uh, Riddle counters his his pin attempt with the bro mission and Adam Cole taps out 
the rest of Undisputed Era arrive to essentially keep Adam Cole from fighting with Roderick Strong, as Cole is blaming Roderick Strong uh, for this loss. Because also the, loss. the referee, yeah, because I was going to say also the referee, I think, uh, got distracted. Got distracted, and when when Riddle flips into the ring and Cole super kicks him, Roderick directs the referee's attention back to the ring, which is when uh, Cole gets caught in the submission and taps out. And I think Cole, like an asshole, is blaming Roderick Strong. Uh, mm-hmm. He's saying, you know, if you'd not directed the referee back into the match, I clearly could have won this match somehow, some way. Uh, it the smoke so the smoke clears and Bobby Fish is siding with Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly is siding with Adam Cole it seems. Yes, that's and that's what it seemed like I think last week too when they were cuz they they showed a, a clip of them arguing mm-hmm. and Roderick Strong storms off and Bobby Fish follows. Yes. Um and I feel I feel really bad um I feel like Kyle O'Reilly looks like a little kid whose parents are fighting. Mhm. Like he really does. Like yes. he doesn't know what he's doing. No. Um, but I think this is all setting it up because Adam Cole is leaving Undisputed Era. I still, th- I still hold that. I still think that. I've said it week after week, and I really think that that's what's happening. I hope it's not Roderick leaving. No, that's he why it can't be group. him. I feel like he needs that group. I, I, I think he's going to be the new leader. Ooh, maybe. I think Adam Cole leaves and Roderick Strong becomes the new leader of Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. And they can flip Adam Cole on his own to be a good guy. <clears throat> I still think this is what's going to happen, guys. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, people do love Adam Cole. They do. And after this match, apparently, as they were walking out, everyone was arguing. And, like, Roderick Strong got to the point where he took his shirt off, like, almost came to blows in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't look good for them. No, it does not. It does not yeah. indeed. Um, I was thinking of introducing a new game to the yeah. a guessing game to the show, but this week would be kind of kind of pointless. <laughs> I think it's obvious what the uh, the answer would be. But there's this uh, this app I really like to use called Grapple. G R A P P L. Yeah, and it is. It serves as uh, it's similar to like. Uh, Letterboxed or something like that for movies where you can kind of catalog uh, movies you've seen and you can, you know, rate them or review them or whatever. And this is the same thing, but for uh, wrestling matches. So you can go to like any episode of NXT and you can see what users of the app rated matches. Okay. And I was going to ask you what you thought the highest rated and lowest rated matches were for this show, but. I, on, with this show, it's kind of obvious. I don't think it would be tough to to figure out. No, and is it all? It's just matches, not segments, right? Yeah, it's just the matches themselves. Yeah, so the the main event's the highest rated. Yes, and I would say. Um, do you want to try Mendoza... to do you want to try to guess out of five what the average rating is? Oh, what is it? One? What's the? It's a. It's a. It goes from a. A half a star to, or it goes from a quarter star to five stars. Jeez. Yeah. I'm going to give it, I'm going to say four and a half. Okay. So kind of close. It is averaging 3.8 out of five. Yeah. 
about right. What do you think got the lowest score between the other two matches then? Mendoza and Moss. Correct. Do you want to try to take a stab at what that got? Now that I know it's tenths of a point, quarters, I will yes. say quarters. I'll say two and a quarter. So one point eight four is what. Damn it! I was gonna say one point nine. You I came. I mean, it's still it's still relatively close, but you gave them too much credit. I did. Uh, you know what? It's just because I was so happy Mendoza won. I feel like more people should be excited about that. So what did you what did you say you gave it two and a quarter? Yeah. That's what I actually rated the match. So Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I had fun when Raul Mendoza was doing stuff. So yes. uh, I thought it was and, I thought it was good. Uh, he deserves uh, good ratings. <laughs> but we can but we can we can try we can try this again every every once in a while. Uh especially okay. for takeovers it'll be interesting because those a lot of those matches always get pretty good ratings uh, i bet so it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see um uh okay so uh, before we uh talk about what's happening on the next show we should probably thank the good people over at think geek for sponsoring the show cinemageekly.com slash think geek or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode uh we've also got a link on the top of the page at cinemageekly.com uh, uh Again, disclaimer, no wrestling stuff over at ThinkGeek, but the crossover is enough uh, that I think you will probably find something uh, that you like. So, uh, it's like uh, the Marvel stuff. I don't know, the kids like that stuff, right? The Game of Thrones stuff. Uh, Yeah! Maybe not anymore. I've heard a lot of people don't like Game of Thrones now, Uh, so... Uh, We're getting too far off topic. Anyway, uh, thank you. for going to get me angry. Thank you for, <laughs> thanks for bringing me back in. Uh, <laughs> this is not the Game of Thrones podcast or the Marvel podcast, but. Uh, yet. S- s- not yet, <laughs> but <laughs> who knows if the show, if NXT goes far off the rails, we may have to change formats. Uh, but either way, uh, cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek. Uh, okay, so. The this next episode, I don't think we have any. We know Kushida is wrestling, but outside of that, I don't think there's any announced matches. We just know that the War Raiders, because that's that's what they are, Hanson and Rowe. I don't care. Like I know it's in canon now. And they on, call them Eric and Ivar now. I know. Even on NXT, they said it. I know it was real upsetting. I don't know which one's which though. Ivar um, is Hanson. And Hansen's longer beard. Yes, Hansen is the bigger guy with the bigger beard. Uh, Eric is Roe, who's the bald guy. Yeah, Eric is Roe, who is married to Sarah Logan. Yes, okay. Yes. Who now dresses like a Viking. Yes. Yes. No. We're there. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to call them this. Uh, this is just <laughs> never. This is just never going to take for me. Like, I'm never going to not call Mustafa Ali Mustafa Ali, even though his name is apparently now just Ali, which is silly, but whatever. Uh, We're not going to go into this. We're not going to go into this, everybody. Uh, We're going to keep it to to the length that we've recorded and go no further. Uh, So (laughs) uh, that is it for this week's episode. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. Uh, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. 
Uh, and that way you can uh, hear us come back next week, talk about more NXT uh, on the WWE Network. I guess we're just talking about whatever it is the War Raiders have to say about uh, the NXT tag team title situation. going to be a whole lot of that. <laughs> not, not the Viking Raiders. Let me know, bro. Bruh.